You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello, everyone. Sorry. Okay. Oh man! Oh, we're starting off to Oh shit! Oh, oh damn it! Oh man! I'm not. Uh, we've, we've, uh, f- we've, no, keep keep going. You can give any kind life. of a warning for like be quiet now. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What the Folklore: Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller who completely has it together in 2023, Carmen. <laughs> Crabweaver Tyler. It's the first week of 2023. It's not. <laughs> I'm I'm Gordy, teller of time, seer seer of signs. It is the second week of, maybe even the third week of 2023, depending on whether you count Sundays or Mondays. No, man, we are on top of it. This is our first recording of the year, which is happening on the first week of the year. Oh, that's right. I forgot we don't miss the, weeks the, the on the show. I forgot about the mulligan rules. <laughs> <clears throat> the year doesn't start until what the folklore starts. That's we our control lit- time li- now. Our liturgical calendar. <laughs> I did hear an additional voice, though. Who the hell is here? Yeah, yeah who so got in through the cracks? This is this is awkward because I also do go by storyteller as part of my that's true online you, title. you have that that branding on Twitch. Yeah, that that is part of my branding. Uh, so I, guess I don't we'll know. Have to we, fight. Wanna, we showed up to the party wearing the same clothes. <laughs> yeah. I guess I have to change. You're the one who's. You're literally hosting the party. I bought the dress first, right? (laughs) You've been wearing this tattered dress for years, I assume, at this point. So it's it's made of twigs and leaves. I'll settle for dark prints. About that. Mm. All right. Welcome, dark prints. Thank you. But hello, Uh, what's up, fam? It's your boy, Um, (laughs) Mars, aka Ryan Blake Hall. Hello. You may have heard him on Destructo Discourse if you listen to that show. Yeah, I'm a big fan of everything that you all do as friends of mine, and I listen to literally every episode. Actually, Tyler, um, I've I've never cared about One Piece, you know that, but yeah, I've no been listening to every episode of Piecemeal. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That's how I've enjoyed that particular media, is just through your podcast and your podcast alone. Apparently you're not alone in that, which I find interesting. <clears throat> oh, cool. People, people do it. Yeah, we got an email from someone that said that they... Do not watch it and do not intend to read it, but they uh, need audio to listen to, so they've just been using us as a One Piece audiobook, basically. Yeah, essentially. It's great. And I'm a big fan of this show in particular as well, ever since the very, 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 very early days. We're an audiobook of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one the other audiobooks don't talk about. An audiobook <laughs> for shit. We are an audiobook again, covered in twigs and leaves. It's almost like a, a comedy documentary covering all folklore of the world. <laughs> That's a good pitch. We've been used in schools, apparently. I forgot I about that. That's really cool. I don't know how wise that is, but we, it has been done, so. 
A number of our Discord users have made the claim that someday we will be like the biggest <clears throat> like single collection of folklore. I, and and I don't know if that terrifies me or excites me. You've been doing I it hope, for years now. I hope it's the biggest repository of human knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, of, Wikipedia. Of any, of any kind. There's only so much folklore. Yeah, that's a that's a bold claim to make on this Wikipedia's birthday, according to time.is. Oh, right. Listen. Oh, quite, quite appropriate. I feel like we could come for Wikipedia. We've Wikipedia. come for bigger things. We've Wikipedia not... Wikipedia has its own problems. Is it corn or is it maize? There is, there is a 15-year oh, debate that. on that subject. <laughs> First was Goop, and now it's Wikipedia. We've also done an awful lot of science on this show, so there is plenty of knowledge to glean. <clears throat> like Je- sheep and TV. We did something with that. Do I remember what it was? <laughs> At no. one point, the reclassification of <clears throat> all entities. Yeah. Yes. It's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. ongoing bits of yours. <laughs> These are some good reminders for people just getting back into it. Including us. Because we, we don't remember. Um, but- also... Oh, go ahead, Tyler. I was just going to say, but it is a new year, so it's time for some new folklore. Yep. Um, so as a reminder, we started this whole podcast with a, a lovely lady who we have grown to hate love. Um, it's complicated. Yeah, we have. That's, that's our Facebook status. With the <laughs> law. Uh, so now that we have dragged ourselves out of the mires of holiday celebrations and subsequent sicknesses, uh, we are going to dive straight in to Dolnois Cabinet of Curiosities once more. Uh, Is so that what it's called now? That's what it's called in this particular moment, because that's what my improv brain supplied me, and I don't think I just do. So, <laughs> here we are. I'm sure there are funnier jokes that could be made. Um, I like Cabinet of Curiosities. It's whimsical. How about Curio Cabinet of Mystery and Misery? (laughs) That's an improvement. I don't mind workshopping. Yeah, I'm trying to work something in with cesspit. (laughs) (laughs) That's hard to get like that alliteration. (laughs) Where you can find all of the best curios. (laughs) What's what's her first name again? Uh, Madame. Yeah, madam. Uh, it's like Catherine Marie. She's got like six. She collects names like oh, Lord. Uh, some people okay. collect Pokemon. It was like the <clears throat> hobby of the nobility to okay. just grab a bunch of names and tack them on. So, I don't. Madam Dalois' best fit cesspit. I don't. I don't think I've heard her Christian name once in my life. <laughs> I think we did say it. We had to have said it on the first episode. But who listens time. to that? Me. Not us Me. for sure. Me. In 2023. Marie Catherine Le Jumel de Barneville was her maiden name. I do think of her like Woof. in a teacher sense, though. That is Madame Delnois. Yeah. Okay. And she, she lives, does. That's she she lives, does live at school. <laughs> she lives at school. She lives in the podcast. Uh, so the story we are pulling from the cesspit today is Fair Goldilocks, and we are sourcing this from our good friends at Sir Laloon. I say good friends. They have no idea who we are, I'm sure. No, but we know all about them. They might. It's, a, it's a power imbalance. Yeah, a, we're good a... friends in, in the way that, like, um, someone who, like, cyber stalks a celebrity is a good friend. <laughs> in, in the way that a mafia calls you good friend. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of information on this one because it's a Dolnois. We, we know what she's about. 
She sits and she writes and she doesn't have an eraser and she is the patron saint of all fanfic. It's called Fair Goldilocks, you said, right? Fair Goldilocks, yes. Should that give us any information? But, I mean, you're welcome to wildly speculate. Would you like to make How many bears are present? Yeah. Is this distinct enough from the OG Goldilocks that we all know and tolerate? <laughs> Which one came first? That is a good question. Mm. That is something that a smart person would have researched ahead of time. <laughs> I think we can probably suss it out. I'm betting that this is wholly different. For all we know, Goldilocks could have been just a popular name back in the day. It's a Goldilocks and the Three Bears is a 19th century English fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dolnois was a 17th century countess. Okay, so close. Baroness. Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so she, close there. so she came way first. This one's This one's coming down to a nose. So this mm-hmm. could be the origin of Goldilocks as we know it then. It, it could if be there are well bears be. present, yeah. It's that will be the, interesting. It's either the origin of Goldilocks or it's one of those situations where you like you really liked the name uh, like Daenerys or something mm-hmm. and then you named your kid that and then they turned 20 at exactly the time Game of Thrones came out and everything got really awkward for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's so like it's how my firstborn son's name is going to be Michael James Mouse. What? It's like how my firstborn son's name is going to be Michael James Mouse. But that's... Uh, okay. Michael James Mouse. Mouse. Crowley? No. No, I don't want to be attached to this kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> but you're... Okay. I do not understand the dynamics here. This has taken a turn already, and we're not even in the story. Yeah, yeah you better started. start. Yeah. One of the things that makes it really hard to tell if I've read a Dolnois before is that most of them start in pretty much the same way. Once there was a king's daughter, and she was hotter than anyone in the world. Cupid. Psyche? Yeah, this would be the, the Psyche in the, uh, in the fairy, in the fairy tale uh, fanfic situation. So because this girl is such a hot piece of stuff, they call her Princess Goldilocks. You know, because that's the name you give to a, a straight hottie. Mm. especially when you're attracted to hair if you're attracted to so one of my issues with this whole naming convention based on how hot this person is and also major features is that you typically name people as a baby yeah and a lot of times like the hair hasn't really fully happened yet either in this case and the hotness has absolutely not (laughs) happened even at all well this was this was the 17th century. Yes. So we don't know how babies did then. Yeah, they probably it's... didn't get names until people were sure they were sticking around, right? Oh my god. <clears throat> I, Maybe... That's not where my... I thought Gordy was insinuating that this child was born with a full head of hair. <laughs> I, I was insinuating. Oh, it, it can right, be I'm both. on your wavelength. <laughs> I, d- I don't... There's no way to tell how far humans have evolved in several hundred years. Yeah, we could have invented babies in the 1800s. And everyone else just kind of came out as a miniature full adult. I mean, I've seen the art from back in the day, and those babies are just tiny adults. What if marble statues are just people that aren't done? Or people Whoa. that got stale before they... Well, 
I'm at least going to write that down for a story seed for something. <laughs> That's great. You mean you mean they before have not... we before we met storks and invented babies, we had to carve people out of marble. Mm-hmm. And the statues that are still around are just the ones that we didn't finish because we got bored. Oh my god, I love this. We did. <laughs> That's we actually did. really cool. If people didn't get names until like we were sure they were going to stick around. That would explain why so many fairy tale characters still don't have a name. Like maybe they missed their window. You know how if you don't sign up for health insurance at the right time, yeah, you're just screwed for the year. Like that that was the case. They they missed their all right, I am as hot as I will ever be, it's time to get my name window. Well, and- every time they went to the naming office, the line was out the door and they're just like, I'll yeah, just come back later. later. And you get so many jacks because someone was really tired at the office that day and it was like a huge line. It's like, we're just going to, we're going to batch a bunch of jacks. All of you, you're jacks. Go. (laughs) When they see the line wrapped around the building, they smash the glass and they take out the rubber stamp that says Jack on it. (laughs) Birth name, fast pass. All right, so this one's Princess Goldilocks, um, and that's because her hair is finer than gold, and also that three bear story mm-hmm. hadn't yet gained any significant traction, so she'll be embarrassed in a few years. A few hundred years. <laughs> Time doesn't matter. In How embarrassing. All right. Uh, her hair would fall in li- like ringlets to her feet, uh, which is a probable tripping hazard. And that's the locks part. Sounds terribly inconvenient. Yeah, it really does. Uh, and the only covering she had for her head was her hair. Like, you know, most people. But the <laughs> mayor did mention that's on her head was hair. And then also a garland <laughs> of flowers. <laughs> no hats. Just, she wants it to be very clear. Never no parasols. Yeah. No nests of birds. Nothing that you might find on other heads. Only hair and a garland of flowers. No creamy films. Just hair. So her dresses, as we we must know, it's a dull noir story. We have to get a description of the clothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, please um, do the fashion. Yes, uh, they're embroidered with diamonds and pearls, uh, following the typical dull noir heroine formula: uh, hair plus flowers plus precious stones equals nobody can even look at her without falling immediately in love. Uh, sure, it's a so good thing this is that. an audio medium. Yeah, we're safe. I I, I would. <laughs> You you would look at her without falling in love. Um. Yeah, I think I Gor- could do it. <laughs> Gordy, did you did you catch that the dresses had diamonds and pearls? Um. I th- I just think I could do it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> she, Gordy, she has hair. She has hair. I've seen hair. I need. Yeah, but, I need but, more. But it's like locks, dude. And gold. Hmm. Dude, the locks. Think about it. Let me see how I feel about it over the course of the story, but I think I could do it. Okay. I think that's an awfully bold statement. Meanwhile, in a neighboring country, there was a young, handsome, and rich, unmarried king. The perfect setup to a harlequin romance or one of those Hallmark (laughs) films before flannel became a thing. Mm. Uh, Mm. so, So this... Sexy prince man. He hears about her, and bam, King's logic sets in him like a brain-wasting disease, and he is in love with the idea that this person exists, and she has hair, and he cannot eat or drink because 
Like most kings suffering from king logic, he is an obsessed weirdo. Yeah, does anybody have a, um, does he have a strange painting of her in a locked room somewhere? That he ages well for her? Uh, or just to has... look at? No, it doesn't confirm that he has seen her. Merely that he's heard about her. Hmm. And it's possible mm-hmm. I excised too much of the word-for-word description, allowing Gordy to get away without <laughs> falling for her from the verbal description alone. Yeah, because evidently even that is possible. It's a danger that, I mean, I apologize to the listeners. This probably should have come with a content warning. Yeah. Um, should we drop a content warning for this one? Yeah, I'll put it. In yeah. the, I'll put it in the episode notes. Okay. Yeah, you might you might fall in love at description and get brain wasting disease of King Logic. Lovecraftian. Actually, you know what I think it is. Why we're all safe? None of us are rich. Oh. Oh. That's that's the common variable here. Yeah, we we don't have power or riches. But so. it did affect Gordy to some degree. Well, of the three of or the four of us, probably the richest. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah, how's your finances, Gordy? Just in detail. <laughs> Sorry, what? What's that twenty twenty three bank statement? <laughs> um, it's all it's all commas. <laughs> wow, <laughs> a lot of commas. I did I did some smart investing. <laughs> some powerful stonks. It's all it's all paying it's all paying off. I invested big in the new. Uh, the new tourist attraction in Boston, which I did mean to talk about earlier. Oh, it's a statue of Martin Luther King and his wife's embrace, where they met in the Boston Common, and it's just their arms. But if you look at it from oh. some particular angles, it's extremely yeah. phallic. Uh, okay, I was right. gonna say that this sounds wholesome. Until that, they it probably was, meant for it to. It was meant to be, but you can peep <laughs> it from a couple of very not safe for work angles. I put a lot of money into that statue. I think it's going to pay off. Oh dear. <laughs> did you, as a, a majority shareholder, did you have some <laughs> some influence on it? Yeah, they don't always sell stocks for statue. <laughs> These it's statues actually, are publicly traded. It's actually pretty hard to get into that, but I did for this. Now, one. Gordy, you don't need to answer this question, but just because it has come up in the past, did you maybe tell them a little bit about those like secret angles that you know about to make art good? <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. That's as far as I can go. Yeah, you don't need to answer that question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so between Gordy's secret knowledge and investments, he is the richest and most powerful of us and the most likely to succumb to the brain-wasting disease of King Logic. So, Gordy, tread careful. Uh, So, obviously, the king decides it's time to ask about marriage, uh, because he's thought about it for a couple minutes. And he knows that this woman exists, and now he wants her. A quest! So... He commissions a magnificent coach to be created and gives his ambassador more than a hundred horses and lackeys to go fetch him a hot princess from another country. I appreciate the level of excess, and I'm curious if Delnois writes from experience every time she mentions royalty, <laughs> just like tossing out hundreds of any good or service. You they... gotta have the Prince Ali entourage. Are they being sent in different directions, or does he know the location, and he's just going to roll up with an entire army? 
Yeah, he's got it on Google Maps, so they they're just they're rolling up with a uh, hundred horses to like shit their way through her city and take her home. I do like your idea, okay. though, Dark Prince. Yes, thank you. Like, <laughs> just a king assembles this massive entourage and says, "All right, fan out." It's the shotgun approach. Yeah, if you just, yes. you just blast a horse rider in every possible direction, you're going There's, to land on a hottie at some point. Find me a woman. There's someone sexy out there, please. She's out there. I can feel it. <laughs> One of you must have success. Find her. <laughs> so this mission for Princess was the hot goss at court, and the king How could it was. Not be? Uh, was very Darcy-like, assured of Goldilocks's consent, and had beautiful dresses made for her and wonderful fittings made for the palace because, like, he wants a thing, so he's going to get it. That's how it works, Yeah, being a king. That's the rule. Unfortunately, when the ambassador showed up with hundreds of horses shitting their way through her, her village or city or whatever, and asked her, Hey, you want to marry this stranger? He's hot, I swear. Uh, she was either not in a good mood, or the offer just wasn't to her liking. So she told him, thank you. No thanks, no marriage for me. So the ambassador left downhearted, taking back all the gifts the king had sent, because she's a good girl. She'd been well brought up, and she knew that girls should not accept presents from boys. <laughs> it that, doesn't usually end a, well. That, that last bit, I believe, is a direct quote. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's not a Carmenism. Huh. That's a, that's Dolnois moralizing in the middle of this. She does like to do that. So she doesn't take any diamonds or fancy things, but she does accept a little packet of English pins to avoid giving complete offense. English um, pins. And that's P-I-N-S. She can't even write with them. English so like collectibles. Pin. She got pogs. No, these are the things that you poke at the fabric. And they have like little oh. anime people making kawaii faces on them. I'm sure. On your backpack. But English ones. But English ones. And 17th century ones. Yeah. 17th century English anime. Uh, I'm assuming that this is a stocking stuffer that he just kind of like tossed in there to round it out or something. <laughs> like It seems like an odd addition to a bunch of diamonds and fancy things. It's like, also, here's some sewing materials. He was short of the weight limit and wanted to hit it exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so the ambassador reached the capital and everyone is in great distress because Goldilocks is not with him and TLC hadn't been invented yet. So this is the closest to pointless drama for people to obsess over in the kingdom. It's a lot of clucking under their tongues. Yeah. Uh, lots of, lots of discussions over the, the evening ale. The king began to cry like a child. (laughs) Oh my God. And no one could comfort him. Truly a sexy trait in any human being. To Inconsolable. Just, like, to not get what you want and then cry, cry about, about it, it as loudly as possible. Yeah. Like, it's good to cry. It is it is good to cry. And like if it's if it's something that you were working really hard toward, like you were aiming to get the this job offer or something yeah. and and it doesn't like go through like having a having a good cry about it I think is is fine. But Having your ambassador show up without the woman in tow that you tried to buy, <laughs> like a toy in a target aisle, as a full-grown adult ruler of a country. They didn't have any Charizards. <laughs> I'm sorry. The context I'm, matters so I'm much in for charge this. of armies. <laughs> 
and the welfare of many cities. What an amazing life this man must have for this to be what tips him over into just bawling his eyes out. Nothing else to worry about right yeah. now. <laughs> I no just other appreciate priority concerns. That the human condition has always been to be ruled by the equivalent of a, a very large baby in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do we keep doing this? Um, now, this was not previously mentioned in the mm. story. A secret. This is the inside scoop? The inside scoop. This is the the very important story element that we're just now getting to. <laughs> in the king's court, there was a young lad who was more handsome than anybody. Oh. You guys. Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck are you talking about? There is a... Like, this king's pretty hot, even when he is uh, kicking his feet in the target because the doll isn't in stock. But there's somebody hotter than him in his court? There's someone hotter than him, and he hasn't even executed this man. I was going to say, that's day one for me. (laughs) When you become a despotic power, it's immediately like, bring me the hot men. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the king's not aware of this guy. No, he he is quite aware of this guy. Well, then it's an utter failing on his part, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm it's, saying. It's oh, possible man. that this guy is just not the king's type, so his hotness doesn't register with him, but mm. he is most other people's type, and everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Look at those calves in that, those tights or whatever we're wearing these days. Yo, is that a tunic? Oh. <gasps> 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 So he's more handsome than anybody, which is one of my favorite Dolnoisms <laughs> that crops up rather frequently. <laughs> Just like, now nah, this one's the hottest. Is that um, like ludism of hotness? <laughs> yeah. Is that actually his... how it was written? Hotter than anybody? He was, more, he was more handsome than anybody. More handsome than anybody. Okay, it would be yeah. weird if it was hotter. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Any... In what way? In what way is he more handsome or... In what way would yeah. it be weird? Probably face. In what way is he handsome? Face, face is good. Not diseased. <laughs> not diseased. That's not a good one. Diseased. Goes that's, a long way. That's in most a big times. one. Yeah. Every tooth. Uh, not malnourished. Mm-hmm. Actually nourished. Hair good. Limbs good. Limbs but good. good. <laughs> but good. Hair, Abs good. banging. <laughs> Eyes uh, both of them. <laughs> Rheumatism, none. <laughs> Dysentery, absent. Yeah. And th- this is all from the perspective of these people way back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now. Relativistic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, relativistic. <clears throat> um, his charms and ready wit earned him the name of Avenant, which is... And the... Donois does name people like Pokemon. Yeah, um, I like that name. So Avenant is a an adjective meaning... Pleasant or prepossessing, um, a specific kind of like attractive and appealing. I'm okay. sure it has a lot of nuance in the original French that I may be missing from a cursory Google search. But oh, it's French, okay. Yeah, uh, she's basically like fairy tale times George Lucas of naming. So you know, <laughs> the the evil people get get names like Grosso, and <laughs> and the good people get names like Pleasant. <laughs> This man's name is Franklin Goodwalker. <laughs> I would have said that she was the, uh, had, who's the guy who did Death Stranding? 
Kojima. Yeah, it's a Kojima of names, except the Death Stranding names, while on the nose, aren't necessarily as related to the character traits. <laughs> what do you, uh, you? I guess no, they are dead. I was gonna say you, you don't think that Porter Bridges is uh, relevant to who he is as a person. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> my mistake. George Lucas was the wrong. I was between two, and I went with the wrong one. And I apologize <laughs> to everybody. Um. What a so waste ever, of time on this podcast. I, I know. <laughs> Log me in the streets. <laughs> um, so everybody liked him, except for the people who didn't, which is typically how it works in the world. <laughs> and these people didn't because they were jealous that the king liked him and had made him his confidant. So not only what? is the king aware that this guy, <laughs> this straight sexy man, is there, and he's in his court, but this guy's like his bestie. This king is the most no-homo man alive. <laughs> he is he is just blind to handsomeness. He just has an absolute clown court too of you know, like no <laughs> trusted advisors who went like, "Hey, uh I know you can't tell, but, but you this should is know." Making you look really bad. <laughs> this is such a bad look for you, my dude. We need you to have, kill this guy. You have wingmaned yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So is it, he's either alone, or everyone who works for him is utterly incompetent or hates him. <laughs> sad king. It's truly a sad story. Uh, so since there's not much entertainment in the, the kingdom, Avanant, of course, is keeping his ear on the, the hot goss that's traveling about. Um, and he says, without thinking, man, I'm sure that that woman would have come back with me if he'd sent me instead of the ambassador. Probably true. Yeah. Well, may- maybe. Maybe she so, values her independence. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? Nice All we know about her, she has hair, and that's what's on her head. But this is <laughs> Madame Dolan-Law, so probably not. Um, so the jealous mischief makers ran to the king with uh, real, ooh, I'm telling energy, <laughs> uh, and informed the king of what he said, editorializing that he thinks he's handsomer than the king, and she would have fallen in love with him and followed him anywhere. You you gonna take that, your Majesty, your Royal Handsome Highness? <laughs> you got some you got some snot in your face from the sobbing. It's just a no. You got it. You got yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear? Like your wails were pretty loud, but we just wanted to make sure that you heard. <laughs> um. So since the king has all the critical thinking and emotional regulation skills of a spoiled toddler, he flies immediately into a rage. And oh. loses all control of himself. Oh, Bring me course. my sword! Throwing a tantrum now. Great. Uh, and, Great. And she does say loses all control of himself, so I will leave that to you to decide exactly Ugh. what that means. That I don't is like the images that every conjures. bodily function. All at no. once. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just rage spewing from all orifices. <laughs> a torrent so of gross. misery. Mm. <laughs> Such a handsome man. It's like the end of Akira. I was waiting for the best fit cesspit to, to land. Here it is. <laughs> my my <sighs> personal note here was: Does that mean he poops his pants? That's for us to decide. <laughs> so glad that you delivered immediately, Tyler. Y'all ever it seen uh, Nemo in Slumberland? I have not. No. I read the. Don't the ruin this novel. for me, man. It was a great <laughs> movie. I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about the shadow sludge pouring out of that door when they open it. 
I will pay you to put that back. <laughs> Take what you said and put it back. <laughs> Shove it into the vault. Your money's no good here. <sighs> Clearly. <clears throat> Tyler deals in a currency no man can pay. <laughs> no man can perceive. Pardons? <laughs> I'll pardon you? I know. Well, now we're talking. Um, all right. So when the the king stops spewing things, uh, he manages words, and those words are ha ha. <laughs> are those this, words just yeah. laughing? Just uh, it's it's like a st- uh, both laughs are emphasized. So I'm assuming it's that weird staccato fake laugh. Ah, it's um, intentional laughter. Yeah. Uh, this spoiled monkey laughs at my misfortune. He thinks he is the better man. Go shut him up in my great tower and let him die of hunger. It's not often that we see not a princess put in a tower. Yeah. Yeah. Just is... just a dude. Just a handsome guy. This this might be our first male punzel. Can we make that? I, I imagine it won't come up often, but can we add that to the list, Carmen? Of the, the typing? Yeah. Um, handsome guy punzel. We're going to do... Not punzel, just... We're going to do punzel and then princess. subtype... Handsome guy, Punzel. Uh, also, while we're on this subject, we have the "I can smell your abs" instant hottie alert. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. As a Twice. type, which which this has yeah, landed on, but what we don't have is a the female equivalent to that. So I think we need a subtype that well is more. I mean, that I'm sure in some cases the "I can smell your abs" is the <laughs> the female equivalent, but in these stories, usually that's not the. The sexy thing that is being emphasized. Okay. How do we okay. feel about hair? I mean, clearly, hair is the <laughs> that's that's the attractive point that they're trying to get across. It co- it's come up a number of times in these and stories. And it can be smelt from a distance. Wild about hair. I can smell your hair, and uh, ooh, are those diamonds? Because <laughs> usually <laughs> the outfit is also. That's true. I'm sure this will need a lot of editing once we remember what any stories we've ever read are. All right, so we have we, we have don't a subtype. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Um, so so far we have uh, TGC type crying at everything. Yep, check. <laughs> uh, TGC type. I can smell your abs, and I can smell your hair. And who are those diamonds? Both types. Check check. Um, TGC type yoink a lady. <laughs> TGC type King Logic Brain Wasting Disease. And TGC type subtype Handsome Guy Punzel. So it's we're hitting a lot of them here. Does Yoinka Lady have to be successful to be included? Yeah, can or it just be attempted? The plot? I, I think, I feel like an attempted Yoink. Still um, counts. Yeah. yeah. And again, we, we've got like a subtyping so. option, so we can have subtype success, subtype failure. True. <laughs> But I yeah. think it's the the intent to just like nab a nab yes. a lady. You Intention versus action. Yeah, the 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 mens rea is what matters for this. <laughs> in in reality, you would still be arrested for attempted yoinking. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Your you sentence would. might be lighter, but you are you are getting tried. Um, so the king's guards go to fetch Avanat, who had by this point forgotten his dumb comment, and they dragged him to prison with all kinds of violence. <laughs> all kinds. Every yeah, like the full smorgasbord of violence. We had a checklist prepared. It's a charcuterie tray of <laughs> violence. 
they forced him to stub every toe on the way. Oh, trash. Individually. It was hard to get that pinky toe, but they managed. It's got to be fun working for a king. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, at any moment, <laughs> they can just decide they hate you and your life is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound fun. You're right. It's just like a constant. Yeah. It's definitely exciting. Yeah, it's just this constant fear. <laughs> High stress work environment. I yeah, that you'd never have a boring day. You would wish for one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the poor boy only had a miserable heap of straw for a bed, and he would have died if it hadn't been for the little stream of water that flowed along through the bottom of the tower, which he could drink to cool his hunger parched mouth, and which probably indicates some serious structural issues with this place. Unless it was intended. (laughs) One day, when Avenant was sighing in despair for entertainment, I guess, uh, he's saying out loud, What does my king blame me for? He has not a more loyal subject than myself, and I have never done him any harm. (laughs) After the pain of those numerous violences subsided, he finally said to himself, What the fuck just happened? (laughs) (laughs) And he calls himself the most loyal? Yep. He had a contest. Again, there's not a lot of entertainment to be had here, so there was a loyalty contest. Wonder, like, what has this king done to have earned such loyalty? (laughs) Because it sounds Uh, like nothing. He king. He handsome. He he am king. He he am handsome king. He am those. (laughs) Well, that's good enough for fairy tale times. And okay. uh, instead of, like, the Employee of the Year awards, or they they just have, like, most loyal of the month, and this guy gets it every every month running, and that's why everyone's real pissed. It's his increasingly nervous smile in the portrait. His yeah. beautiful face is painted every month. <laughs> and yeah, I like, uh, I like our Dark Prince's interpretation of the increasingly strained smile, because I imagine anytime <laughs> you're gaining any attention mm-hmm. in a royal court... <laughs> You just like, you go up that ladder just a little bit for most likely for something to happen to you narratively. <laughs> the painting is like a each painting is a flip book. And Peter... his eyes are like darting back and forth yeah. as, as a presence looms behind him. The Peter principle is uh, a lot more deadly <laughs> in in the uh, royal courts than it is in a modern cor- modern corporate office. It's definitely still present, but more people are aware of the uh, the ill effects. Alright, so the king happened to be passing hard by the tower, and that's... I double-checked a couple other sources. That's the phrasing. I don't know if he's just, like, stomping his way around the grounds. <laughs> if that's if that's just how he gets to places. Is... I envision this as a, a, a very handsome man-toddler. <laughs> I think like, that's fair. His outer appearance is of a, a moderately, like a, a pretty handsome, I don't know, Ryan Gosling or something, but all of his behaviors are exactly the mannerisms of a toddler. When he's not stomping around the grounds, he is scooting on his butt. <laughs> can or, or can like... you stomp around on your butt? <laughs> he, he does do that. The more we infantilize the actions <laughs> of this king, like the, it's changing my mental image of him like he's becoming younger he's benjamin buttoning his way down to actual (laughs) toddlerdom in my mind i would love to watch a film where they take a handsome hollywood actor 
and they put them in the role of a king who behaves this way, and they just, like, <laughs> fully lean into the toddler. Oh, that would be great. Their direction is just, be baby. <laughs> no be script. powerful baby. Everyone else has a script. No Yours, <laughs> improv totally improv role, be baby. What would a baby do? And I, I like that as a bait and switch, too, because, like, the way that Don Juan introduces this king, you assume that he is going to be our... Yeah, Our sexy protag. Uh, but she goes, she leans real hard into that tantrum <clears throat> pretty early. So, like, yeah. I feel like if you get a, a, like a Ryan Reynolds or something, someone that you would expect to be mm-hmm. the hottie of this, and then you get uh, name someone exponentially hotter than Ryan Reynolds, because mine is Tom Hiddleston. But I know <laughs> that that's maybe just a me thing. It's a pity that Paul Newman is no longer with us. <laughs> But yeah, you just have like the Ryan Reynolds becoming more and more a toddler as as the film goes on. Yeah, he could say toddlerous. Does Gosling beat Reynolds in the TCG? Yeah, the the Ryan the the hot actor TCG. (laughs) Maybe maybe pull in one of the Chris's as the other main character. (laughs) I don't know which Chris is the hottest. Just have a. Have like a Chris beauty pageant, and the winner gets to be the Avanant character. Everybody is tired of seeing this deck, though, in the meta. It's the most basic <laughs> bitch deck that you could build. The Ryan and Chris actors. deck? Yeah, the Ryan and Chris deck. It is warping the meta. Everybody has to have answers. <laughs> so you've got like six Chris removal spells that are worthless <laughs> against anything else. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so our king's stomping around, and he stops to listen to the voice of the guy that he'd once loved so much. Uh, the people who were with him on his uh, stomp tour of, of the, the castle grounds were the Avenant haters, uh, so they told him to stop wasting his time with the rascal, but the king says, leave me alone, I want to listen. <laughs> Can we get a spelling on Avenant? Uh, A-V-E-N-A-N-T. I'm sure I am pronouncing too many of those letters, but... Here we are. It's a cool oh, name. That's, that's what I would... That would be my best guess as well. So at the sound of the man's laments, tears filled the king's eyes, and he opened the door of the tower and called him. Like a dog, I assume. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> Avanant, come, come. <laughs> and Avanant came, <laughs> came forward in deep distress and threw himself on his knees, kissed the king's feet, and asked what he'd done. This is one of the most deeply uncomfortable scenes between a Ryan and a Chris ever filmed. (laughs) I thought I was a good boy. They're sure to get awards for it, though. Yeah, this is the Oscar bait. The the Academy loves it. That's the clip that they played at the show. Yeah. On loop. (laughs) Yeah, they're both up for the award and they played the same clip. times when i really wish the reality that we bullshit into existence could could be made real it's infinitely more entertaining than the truth oh like i would i would love to just see that happen best cinematography they play the clip again (laughs) best costuming they play the clip again (laughs) just keeps coming up we don't know what to tell you it's just the best part of the movie look we we peaked hollywood is peaked i don't know what to tell you like we're done it's the best part of any movie, this or any other year. <laughs> All of the projects canceled. This is it. The summit of cinema. Hans Zimmer, <laughs> like, really pulled out the stops on the soundtrack. 
I don't know if he's still with us. I have a feeling he isn't, but they they got him anyway. He returns still around just for this. I'm sure he is alive and cranking out something. I haven't heard otherwise. I don't remember who is here and not anymore. It's been it's been a ride. I think we we did lose one of the major soundtrack people though. Yeah, it was uh, John Williams, right? I think. Mm. Uh, so the king explains, well, you laughed at me and the ambassador, and you said you could have brought her back because you're so handsome, etc. Uh, he didn't add that last part. Amanat says, well, yeah, I, I did. I, I would have made her so thoroughly realize your good qualities, and I feel sure she couldn't refuse me. I don't Gross. get why that makes you mad. This is definitely an Oscar bait performance. Like They would have to pull out all, all of the Hollywood tear-jerking stops to deliver these lines in anything other than a ridiculous fashion yeah. uh, i, I want to walk back what i said because i have looked it up online now uh john williams is not dead still around uh was rumored to be retiring and then said no i'm not so no part <laughs> of what i said is true <laughs> mm. retiring is like death in a way in a way i feel <clears throat> like no part of what I said is true as uh, what the folklore is. So. It's the new That's... outro tagline. Yeah. <laughs> That's the secret title of the podcast. <laughs> so King, the king saw that Avenant was in the right, because uh, Donois says that he's correct, therefore he's in the right. Sure. Um, and he looked with contempt on those who had slandered his favorite. So he just like, gives them... I, you know the gif of the toddler just scowling over his shoulder? Mm. That's the image I've got. <laughs> um, and he did absolutely no personal self-reflection as far as his part in this entire interchange. And he took his pet away feeling pretty bad about having thrown him in the tower to leave him to die without a trial or talking to him. Okay. Uh, so to make up for it, he gives him a nice dinner. This king sucks. <laughs> I hate this guy. <laughs> there are very few kings that don't. Yeah. Pretty, pretty I, universally applicable. I know there's a pattern to this, but it it hits different when I'm actually here for the recording and not just listening to it. Carmen, I know that this happens every time we read a Dolnois, but the old concern is bubbling up again inside me. <laughs> yes. We met because, the character. Like, we, we have met her. That's true. Um, and I know that we had some technical difficulties, so we are an hour into this recording, but that might not all be in the episode. But we're spending an awful lot of time not talking about Goldilocks right now. That's the titular character. Oh. Look, we're not talking about her, but she is the undercurrent of the king's constant de- desires, so technically I feel she's... that that is generous. <laughs> it's like how the Silence of the Lambs is called that, even though... I guess there is silence of lambs throughout because there's no lamb noises in that movie. Yeah, that's true. There's not a single ba. So, so in a way, it is a very good title. Another that would be Hollywood a great, lie. A great naming convention. <laughs> like for films, like what does this thing not have? Hmm. Parrots. <laughs> no parrots. That's the name of this film. Yeah, Indiana Jones should just be called Bird Noises. The Absence of the Scarlet Macaw is a title for most movies. <laughs> it's the and Jack of story. movies. <laughs> like when when you're trying to title things and you can't be bothered, 
instead of naming them something Jack, it'd be it'd be the, the absence of the Scarlet Macaw. And now that's the new Jack. It's a good film. draft title, like for just any work in progress. No dinosaurs here. <laughs> yeah, my favorite Adam Sandler movie. No pandas. <laughs> uh, so he, the king gives Avenant a nice dinner to make up for starving him for an amount of time. Uh, and then he calls him to his private room to moon about his own problems. Were there details on what the dinner was? Oddly, no. Weird, okay. Yeah, like, this is an unusual Dalna tale in that she doesn't take every opportunity to make a list. Yeah, she normally <laughs> would. Uh, like, this is a high and tight for a Dalna. <laughs> Maybe she was in a rush? Yeah, I think so. Like, she had, like, a clear vision for this one, huh. weirdly. Um... So the king calls him to his private room to moon about his own problems. You know, that that good friend trait of I fucked up. Now can you come listen to what's bothering to me, bothering me? Here's why I fucked up. I'm the Cause victim because I'm, I'm bothered about this. Uh, and his own problems are restricted to the the singular. He has a boner for a princess he's heard about, and he doesn't know what to do to make her become his. So maybe Alvinot should go. Because he made some really good points. Yeah, now that I've thought about it. About complimenting him. And he likes that. That sounds good. <laughs> so Avanat says, cool, I'll leave tomorrow. Now, if I were... <laughs> After all of my toes are refilled, like, <laughs> unbroken. Now, if I were rewriting this, that would be with the subtext of to get as far the fuck away from here as possible. <laughs> to leave the kingdom. <laughs> um, but unfortunately... There is no subtext. He is just like, of course, your your boner is the biggest concern of mine as well. So we will we will take care of that, my king. And the king's like, well, what about the crazy amount of horses and shit? I need some time to get that ready for you. <laughs> don't you, you don't want the horses? horses? <laughs> You're good. Listen, you haven't done this before. You're gonna need the horses. <laughs> You're new to this. I was thinking two hundred this time. We gotta. <laughs> We gotta scale up. Uh, so Avenant says, nah, that's entirely unnecessary. Uh, just send me with one good horse and some letters from you. I gotta write stuff? I don't even know if he needs to write new letters. I think Avenant is just requesting, like, any that he's got around. I don't know. The letters don't really come up. Here's a B. <laughs> Interesting implication, though. Here's a Q. I like the Q. Assigning the task of doing letters, so like maybe Avanon's literate then, which we can't say is true of every character in Folktale Times. That, that is, is true. true. Avanon is handsome enough to be literate. Yeah, <laughs> that implies some kind of specific sort of upbringing. He earned right. literacy. Yeah, yeah. He's, because he in, unlocked in the, that talent. In the Dalmativerse, uh, your skills are um, correlated directly with Treed. your attractiveness. Mm. <clears throat> I was going to say you have a, a skill tree with a lot of restrictions, <laughs> unless you're one or two specific people. Yeah. Um, There's a floor so, value of charisma to unlock literacy. So I thought that this was Avanat going to have the king kind of speak for himself, which would be, you know, the correct way to woo a human being instead of a doll that you would like for your court. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't believe they come up again. Now, it has been about a week since I took the notes on this, which, of course, means that I have no idea what's happening. Um, Head empty. Yeah. 
completely gone. Um, but I don't recall the letters really coming up as a, a big device. Okay. Uh, so okay. I do so like the it's idea. It's not even like a Cyrano thing. Yeah, it's 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 not but completely I love, irrelevant. I, I love the idea that he asks for letters with the expectation that like the king's voice will woo her for himself, and the king does go, "I like Q," <laughs> as you were saying before. And Avenant's just like, "Yep, we'll skip the letters." That's that's what I wanted. Thank you, thank you for the alphabet. I will be on my way. Here I am trying to drill down into what turns out to be a complete throwaway detail. And like, <laughs> I've listened to every episode of this show. I should know better by now. No, that's exactly what we need to do. Right? Like, we cling to these details and then we put in the effort that was not previously <laughs> considered by the Yeah, we're, we have story. to fix these things. Yeah. Yes. If, yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I've been on almost every episode and <laughs> I haven't learned any better. <laughs> Fair. It's part of the charm. And besides, like, that now creates a setup payoff thing here. It's just a faster and funnier one. Let's, welcome, let's get some letters. Q, B. Right. I'll be All going. Right, yeah. Do All you right, cool. like Thank you, King. me? <laughs> Check box. Um, so the king embraces him and is delighted with his eagerness to go on a long journey away from, from him um, to, to do an errand. It is specifically on a Monday morning that Avenant takes leave of the king. Okay. Again, I don't recall this mattering. <laughs> but it is very specifically on a Monday morning that he goes. Uh, so he takes leave of the king and his friends, because apparently he does have some friends in there, uh, to go on this errand all by himself, simply and quietly. And as he's on his journey, he's musing on possible princess wooing strats. He carried with him... Sorry, go ahead just rehearsing yeah well yeah freshen up on the leaderboards yeah okay like okay so this is a good counter um studying the art of the pickup yeah uh he carried with him a writing tablet presumably to make up for the fact that the king's not good at letters um and he's checking which skips haven't been patched out yet Uh, anytime a pretty thought occurred to him for his speech, he got off the horse to sit down under the trees and write it down. Which is good practice. Like, yeah, don't, don't assume that you're going to remember an inspired thought because your brain does not. And definitely don't write it when you're on horseback. Yeah, yeah you're not going to be able to read that shit. That's miserable. Stopping to, to write some pretty thing under, under a tree that inspired you. Like, I was going to say, that sounds so pleasant. And <clears throat> that's literally his name. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's so pleasant. True to form. Uh, so one morning, a very pretty conceit came to mind. I am, I am now imagining him, like... Like he is in That's So Raven, except instead of seeing the future, he just brain blasts pleasant ideas into his head. <laughs> he has to sit down and about? write them down. Does she see the future? Yes. Yeah, that's like the whole conceit of the show. I've never seen a moment of the show. I, I literally only know the phrase. Yes, yeah, so she sees flashes of the future that she then tries to prevent, but in so doing often causes them to uh. happen. She paradoxes herself. And my guest does not learn from any of these actions. In my defense, I could and refuse to learn. (laughs) (laughs) More concerningly, uh, there is a sequel series, and it is a genetic trait that she has passed on to a child. What? Yeah. Mm. 
what what's the name of the sequel series? I think it's like Raven's House or something. Oh, it's less good. Uh, not not that so Rachel. Raven's Home. That's so Raven's Nest. It's a 2017 sitcom with five seasons. Wait. Wow. Raven Home. Raven's Home. Okay. Like the Half Life level. Maybe it's actually <laughs> is it? good. Raven Home is like the spooky part of Half Life Two. Oh, yeah. I only. It I got does sound like so a, a fantasy level. video game kind of situation. <clears throat> I only know it exists because I watched every single Halloween special that Disney Plus had this year. <laughs> of course you did. I wouldn't expect anything else from you. I learned a lot of Disney shows that I'd never heard of. <laughs> Tyler, but that's neither here nor there. In a lot of ways, you are truly a pioneer. <laughs> Like, just an, a fucking inspiration in the most strange possible way. I do respect you so much for this. I want you to know that the Three Dogateers Save Christmas has become my personal Christmas tradition every it's year. It's a good one. Yes. Did you know that Pepper Ann had a Hanukkah episode? No. Really? I learned that this year. Wow. You're like... You're like a leading researcher. <laughs> have a blog bullshit. For this. I mean, someone like, has to be down in those mines weren't making an honest living like that. Like, I, I feel like you should be more known <laughs> for this skill of yours. You should, you should put, a, I don't know if blogs are really a thing, maybe Tumblr. Yeah. I don't know where this information belongs, but you sh- you should publish your findings. Find a way to disseminate this information. The world needs to know. I have good news, everyone. We're- we are recording this. Whoa! That's true. That's true. I thought yes, I was just hanging out with friends. Whoa! I've been doing it the we whole tricked. time. <laughs> That's the trick here. <laughs> um, Fair point. So time. one morning, a very pretty conceit came to Avenant's mind. So he hopped down next to some willow trees and poplars on the banks of a little spring. After he'd written his thought, he looked around and was like, man, it is super pretty here. What a lovely place I've found. Hmm. Then he saw a great golden carp panting on the grass, nearly dead. <laughs> okay. Is this and also I'll... pleasant? Well, da, no. da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> I see you can you can smell a trope on the wind there, Tyler, eh? Um so Avanant looks at the carp and he's like, Man, that sucks. Maybe <laughs> And he can he just goes, he just keeps moving. <laughs> maybe maybe dinner. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> anyway. Sucks to suck. Anyway. Um, it is fast day, though, so he cannot legally eat the carp for dinner, I guess. Mm. But he considers it. Maybe dinner anyway. Ooh, you're lucky, carp. But Any, um, any other day, he'd scarf that down hole. You picked a good <laughs> day to die, <laughs> random fish. <laughs> um, but with no further uh, insight into his thinking <laughs> process, he just puts it into the stream. Oh, is this doing an animal a favor? Gets you a magical... Return Do not favor. hear the A team theme music. <laughs> as soon as Mother Carp touches the cool water, she was she was good and fine. Thanks him by his name that she knows somehow, which isn't creepy at all. Everyone Here knows we go. it. It's just magic fish stuff. <laughs> and she says, "You saved my life, and I'll do so for you one day." Oh my god! I love I... it when a plan comes together. <laughs> if I. 
saved a magic fish and it didn't know my name, I would unsave it. <laughs> like, you know Out what? And then you grab it and you just swallow it whole. Where's my wish, how, huh? How fucking magic can you be if you don't know my name? What good is your help worth? If you're so magical, why couldn't you save yourself, huh? Rather than your heart to gain your power. Uh, then the fish leaves, and uh, Avenant's left in great astonishment at the intelligence and politeness of a fish. On another day, it was a crow being pursued by an eagle. Oh no. And as we all know, eagles feed rather greedily on crows, and I'm sure we can trust Donois' understanding of ecology on this point. Yes. I don't know enough about eagles and crows to know if that's actually false. Look, Donois says it's it's true, so I don't I don't know why they're She's never given question. me a reason to distrust her. Whether or Here's... not it's true, it's happening. Here's my counterpoint. Okay. What's there to know? <laughs> <laughs> Do they even matter? And this, Gordy, this kind of counterpoint is exactly why this podcast will one day be the greatest repository of knowledge. <laughs> no <to> Look. <laughs> Look, Wikipedia does not sift through what's worth knowing and what isn't. I'm telling you, <laughs> eagle stuff, not worth it. There's, be- there's better shit to look for. Wikipedia out. doesn't do that for you. We're busy and they're over there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> when, when have you ever interacted with an eagle? That's what I thought. <laughs> How would that knowledge help you? Knowing about the, the sequel to that So Raven, Raven's Home, <laughs> is something you could interact with today if you wanted to. It is more accessible than Eagles. I'll grant you that. It's okay. on Disney+. Plus. I see where you're getting at. It, it, this is a valuable service. My apologies, Gordy. You're right. In that I'm right. <laughs> Um, so this eagle is about to grab this crow and swallow him like a lintel, uh, which was the, the chosen simile. Okay, very specific. Yes. You know how you swallow lintels uh, versus mm. any other food? Okay. Like single lintels? You know how you've ever eaten a lintel on its own? Yeah, with my nose. Instead of a lintel and its many friends together. That kind of like stick together in one big pile? Yeah. <laughs> um. But Avenant killed the eagle with a bow and arrow that he has. He's always had it. It's fine. Um, because something, something strong oppressed the weak, and what right does an eagle have to eat a crow? So he, Whoa. like, waxes philosophical. Whoa. And then, and then with, <laughs> he decides that an eagle doesn't have a right to eat a crow, but he does have a right to murder an eagle in, in cold blood and not use any of it. All right, I do need to put a pause here so that we can add to the walkthrough. You're going to want to put a hard save here because you're choosing between party members. You can't have both in your save. Yeah, and you, you can only either have the, the, eagle. the eagle or the crow. If you miss that shot, then you're locked into the bad end. So choose wisely. Where were these feelings about like the strong oppressing the weak when he was like, I'm the most loyal person to the king? Yeah, when he was <laughs> kissing boots, literally. <laughs> This is seems like a huge contradiction, and it's Dalwan. Whatever, keep going. Look, it Avan- only applies Avan- to Avan's birds. Gonna have, yeah, Avanat's gonna have a hell of a time in therapy mm-hmm. when his therapist points out, like, okay, so you can you can see this for a crow, but Avanat, can you? What about you? <laughs> Are you no better than a crow? He has strong opinions on bird ethics. 
Okay, so what if the king emits some kind of a mind, of, like some kind of a mental field of, of control in a radius around him, like in his kingdom, so that you just become subservient. But because he's left and he's been pursuing these, like, writing poetry or whatever under a tree, like he's freeing his mind and now he's starting to escape the shackles that were placed on him. Yeah, I think that uh, that locus that... of control is the ability to just throw you in a tower and starve you to death on a whim, which does kind of fog the brain with a general fear cloud. <laughs> that is well, a strong magic. I was going to say, it's, it's a power shared amongst toddlers. Oh. That's, yeah, that's true. Too. Many of them have that sway. It's a brain fog magic yeah. <laughs> that they can create just <laughs> by baby. <laughs> um, so the crow is, of course, in great glee at not being eaten by an eagle. <laughs> I'm not dead. Uh, I like the word glee there, which also implies what I assume is a very crow-like pleasure in the fact that an eagle is now murdered. Yeah, I'm not dead. Parentheses. You are. <laughs> Uh, and of course promised future aid so next up in the A-team the despairing nah owl owl? yeah we already have a bird yeah we already got a bird we got we got wings we got fins we need four legs yeah what do you got for me a land animal nope we got an owl here Um, so he's doubling down on on the bird that was what was good about the A-team is that they were different (laughs) good at different environments yeah Yeah, well this is the animal b team it's type coverage you don't need two flying types yeah that flipper on mr t's head makes (laughs) him good in the water we've got murkrow we don't also need hoot hoot come on (laughs) uh so the despairing cries of an owl caught in the net from some fowlers catch his attention and he thinks how sad that men are only made to torment each other or persecute poor animals that do them no harm or injury of any kind Wiping the blood of an eagle off of his arrow. <laughs> no self-reflection whatsoever None. required here. <laughs> My absolute favorite Del Noir trope. So I created a, a separate section in the T- TGC for Del Noir specific tropes. Um, and I feel like an important one is the waxing philosophical with absolutely no self-reflection. <laughs> Like, philosophies at odds with action at all times. Do you think there's any chance, I'm trying to save face for her, do you think there's any chance that this was, this trait of hers is purposeful? Like, she knows what she's doing, she's trying to get you to think about these contradictions? Uh, there's. I do minor. want to give that benefit of the doubt. I don't yeah. know if I can. Yeah. I feel like you can tell when an author is doing that intentionally and when they're not. <laughs> Usually it's, like, at least followed up on yeah she's right. clearly like, flying like by the seat of her pants every single time <laughs> yeah i think she forgets the things that she wrote like that the king was supposed to give him letters at the time when it would be relevant and it's just moving straight forward there um, are absolutely writers who are clever enough to do that yes. but yeah not that many so he took out his knife and he cut the cords and the owl was freed and offers future aid and the a-team has been assembled Okay. This all of them? That's it. These no four the... legs. Carp crow owl. Yeah, those were the only three adventures no that wolf, mattered on his no journey. No fox. No dog. Yeah, no deer. No. These were the three encounters. Okay. His Dis- three random encounters. Set. It's so, usually three ish, right? 
unless it's like <laughs> different than three. She is it's usually sometimes. three unless it's not. She is going That's to true. lose this Nuzlocke. <laughs> Dolnois has painted herself in a corner. Uh, so he didn't loiter on the way to the Goldilocks's palace. And when he gets there, uh, there are diamonds lying in heaps, like they're just regular rocks. <laughs> you know how you just like what? keep, you know how you keep rocks in heaps outside of your house. It's like a just gravel loose? pit. Yeah, <laughs> just in piles. Like a fun cairn. Um. Yeah. So, like, like regular people keep heaps of rocks. Uh, she keeps heaps of diamonds. And there's also just like a bunch of dresses and silver and sweetmeats that are all marvelous. Now, I'm not clear where these are. If they're also in piles, or if he's just, like, <laughs> noting them as he's walking. <laughs> I I am assuming piles. Yeah, let's just assume piles. entertaining. And so he's he's walking through these piles, and he's like, man, the king's going to be very lucky if she's willing to leave all this stuff behind for him. I mean, her organization system leaves something to be desired, and she needs Marie Kondo and here stat, but... Mm-hmm. Um, like, this pile of sweetmeats is pretty red. Like, I don't think the king has... Anything like this. So Avanat put on a brocade doublet and put a pink and white feather in his hat. Dressed and powdered his hair so that we are like fully aware we're in that that era of what is a handsome man. Um, And that is wigs. Um, (laughs) And he washed his face. He tied an embroidered scarf to his neck and had a little basket attached. And in the basket... The basket that is attached to the scarf that's tied around his neck. Okay. The basket that he's wearing, pinned yeah. to a scarf around his neck, mm-hmm. sure is, a, is a pretty little dog he'd bought while passing through Boulogne. Okay. So he is wearing a dog scarf. He wears yeah. a dog like Flava Flav wears a clock. So yeah. so we did get dog, Tyler. We did get dog. Not on four legs. It's not a team. <laughs> Animal favor crew. Dog hanging like a yo-yo, it, but it, a dog all the same. Featuring dog as scarf. <laughs> Avanant is so handsome and so graceful, even wearing a dog as a necklace. <laughs> the palace guards just salute him and run to tell the princess of him. You say even, I say especially. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly attention-grabbing, I'll grant him that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the new fad. Um, I like the image of the, the guards seeing this man saunter up with a dog basket tied around his neck, saluting, and then just full bore running. Princess, you have to see this guy. You He's so literally hot. have to see this. I cannot describe it to you. A tisket, a tasket, my dog's a scarf basket. <laughs> <laughs> so the princess thinks, hmm, that name has a pleasant sound. Yes. By Ugh. definition. Yep. <laughs> Probably because it means pleasant in the language that I speak. I bet he's handsome and everyone likes him. Just from the name. I bet that that's, I bet that's the case. Well, this dog likes him enough to be a choker. She hasn't even seen him. She's just heard his name. There's no description of the dog? Like what kind of dog? Pretty little. <laughs> All right. It's good breed. <laughs> Uh, all her maids of honor say, yeah, for sure, we spied on him from the loft while arranging your flax, and damn. <laughs> damn, he has a dog. So Goldilocks says, I assume with, like, withering sarcasm, well, that's a fine occupation to amuse yourselves, gazing at boys. <laughs> damn. So 
This is one of uh, Donois' heroines that actually has a personality. Please pull a knife. It's not a great <laughs> one. Uh, it's not a full one. But she is very uppity on the whole girl-boy divide. And mm. the proper behaviors therein. Okay. <laughs> Which is almost like a character trait. And more than we <laughs> usually get. Yeah, Goldilocks almost. so far is really just like a vehicle for the story to happen. Less yeah. of a character herself. But now so she's, far. She's sneered and she's delivered a sarcastic line. And that yes. is the most, like, We're getting personality there. we've seen in a Donois character, I think. Who isn't, you know, evil. Mm-hmm. Now, fetch me my best embroidered blue satin gown. My fair hair must be curled. Let me have garlands of fresh flowers. Fetch my high-heeled shoes and fan. Tell them to sweep out my room and my throne. It is my desire that he tell everywhere that I am, in truth, fair Goldilocks. Title drop. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) So the maids made so much speed to dress her that they kept knocking against each other and making very little progress. And I I do, like, my heart warms to (laughs) Donois for including a, a, like, physical comedy act in the middle of this. (laughs) A little, a little Three Stooges bit. Yeah. Like... What a visionary. Just to spice it up. There wasn't even one stooge at this time. And there (laughs) she goes. This is like a storytelling trap. Like, as she's reciting the story to the group of children to see which ones are paying attention by which ones (laughs) laugh at that moment. (laughs) Finally, she was ready. She passed by a bunch of great mirrors to check herself out and then got on her fancy and well-scented throne told her ladies to take their instruments and sing softly so the sound wouldn't jar anyone's ears. <laughs> this woman's an <clears throat> asshole, but she does have personality. <laughs> and I guess that is part of a personality. It's not, it's not a good personality, but it is an extant personality, and that is more than we usually get. I'll take it over utterly flavorless, non-identity character. Uh, So we're going to leave this as a cliffhanger here. What happens when he sees a hottie on a well-scented throne surrounded by vaguely quiet music? That chair stinks good. (laughs) Uh, So, as his tradition with the Dolnois tale, do any of you have predictions? The A-team has to come in, but the question (laughs) is why and how. She seems like she's going to be a hard sell on actually agreeing to go back to the kingdom, right? So maybe the animals come in to help persuade and or kidnap her. I'm leaning kidnap. It does feel that way, doesn't it? Uh, Any further predictions? I mean, Goldilocks is going to get with Mr. Pleasant, not with Baby King. Uh, This, unfortunately, has to be vague by nature, but knowing Mm -hmm. Dulnois the way that we do... I assume that she's at some point going to start telling us an entirely different story in the middle of this one. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope she does. I love when it's so dumb every time and I love it. We will deviate into a story within the story and then back out. Truly a kindred spirit for this entire concept of the show. <laughs> hmm. That's why she's our patron saint. It is why I hate her, because I will never be her. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a level we can never reach. It's, it's a posthumous collab. It's so time. frustrating. It's great. <laughs> All right, so we will catch you 
next week with the thrilling collusion c- conclusion what? or collusion. I mean, yeah, there is yeah. an animal Jeez. aid team. This takes a um, turn. Of a, a fair Goldilocks. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Thank you for your patience during the holiday break and then the subsequent. Oh, whoops! So we're sick. And it's the kind of sickness that affects all of our faces and voices. So um, uh, we apologize for the the disappearance during that time, but we appreciate your patience. Um, and uh, thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring the show, keeping us running. Thank you to our top tier patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Lord of Dragons, Biblio Princess, Eerius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Spaghetto is a Biscuit, Let Them Scrump You Up, Sweetie Pie, Ooh, I got it. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Cobbler's got a cobble. Awkward. Project Birdfall Informant. Funky Little Strawberry. Lemur. Spag Ghost Coast to Coast. I've used this one before, but I like it the most. Caitlin. The Haunted Combination Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Your girl, Olwen. Allie. Knife Dad. Cobus Cat. Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs. Pyrus. Nathan the Scott. Millipedish. What the Folklore is a Fictional Creation. Any Daves depicted are f- purely coincidental. Hi, Listus of Wimbus. Spaghetto. Edel crump spaghetto spaghetto crump spaghetto spaghetto <laughs> crump. Um, I'm gonna rename you to my mortal enemy. Uh, Haley Prime, Justin, Lily is reminding you of the Book of Doug SAL starting at February 14th. Uh, I'm gonna finish these last two names and go back to that. Izzy and Jenna. Uh, the Book of Doug SAL is a yeah, what is that? an effort coordinated by Lily of the Discord uh, to create a. It's a stitch along. Um, so there are a bunch of patterns featuring references to the what the folklore canon, and uh, I, being fabrically dense, um, <laughs> don't necessarily understand whether it's like everybody is is pooling together to create a single thing, or if everyone is making their own version of the thing, like bit by bit. Um, but it's almost like an Inktober situation for stitching. It sounds like. Uh, and I won't get corrections in time for the next episode, but I'm sure I will get corrected in time <laughs> so for the, the one cool. past that. Uh, but it, it's a really neat uh, idea that, that uh, Lily put together, and yeah. I'm very excited to see how that comes out. And also, just, like, it's the new year, and I I just want to, like, reiterate how much it means to all of us that that this show has found a place with so many of you and that you do projects like this. Um, I am unprompted. Yeah. Like (laughs) things like this, the wiki, um, the quote Tumblr that was going there for a while, like all of these things, they, they mean a lot to us. And I know some of you have done like uh, campaigns, role playing campaigns, pulling in book of Doug references. And it's just for, for this thing that, we decided to to kind of bullshit for fun and had no expectations for this is just above and beyond and, and we're so grateful for all of you like thank you for giving us this greater meaning than we would have achieved on our own <laughs> thank you thank you and thank you also doug thanks doug thanks doug thanks doug we're what the folklore and nothing we said is true <laughs> That's actually a terrible ending line for that heartfelt statement, so I'm going to go. Yeah, that's that's awful. (laughs) 
anywhere else would have been great, but specifically here was bad. Yep. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, my bad. (laughs) We're with the folklore and psych motherfuckers. (laughs) Not the time for that joke, but that's how it works. Catch you next week. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I got cut off saying that it's primarily a technique for painting and for illustration, but it does have some applications for sculpture. And I will just edit around that. Now pick up the pieces. Yep. <laughs> Cont- continue. So I am, I, I am perhaps the most susceptible to uh, this woman. The, the, the general brain-wasting disease of King Logic. Yeah. That, that, actually, feels, that actually feels pretty true. It feels like supernaturally nefarious to think that a person could just become extant and then somewhere a king becomes aware of their existence and utterly <laughs> obsessed with collecting them against their own will. Welcome to fairy tale times. Oh yeah, I love it. It's it's great. How do you think Pokemon feel, Ryan? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! It blew my mind. <laughs> They just Pokemon begin are... to exist, and then everybody wants them. They're the, the princesses of the modern age. <laughs> well, I am now thinking of this Goldilocks as a Pokemon for the rest of the story, so thank you for that, Tyler. <laughs> she just, yeah, she just says her name over and over again. She kind of is. Goldie! It sounds Lock, like. Locks! <laughs> and obviously, what? a fairy type. <laughs> I, was, I was about to ask, what, what are her types? What's her moveset? She's uh, very normal. Fairy for now not sure let's maybe, maybe something will come type, up because she's just so hot <laughs> fire type because straight hottie okay so uh yeah we're, we were uh right he's got this person with hair in his head so he can't eat or drink um obviously that's how you, you were saying that she has pins she took pins english no no no. uh oh are you gonna just like jump to that point in the story oh you wanted to just re i guess we could just <laughs> redo I apologize for missed. like the the weird like bits of bread dough you're gonna be sticking together for this. No, this <laughs> this, this bit, is but... this has happened a number of times for other right. shows. <clears throat> yeah, I was just gonna paste that back where it goes, and then we could continue on where we left off. Do you want options? Maybe we'll be funnier a second time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Take a round two at it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't remember what we said, so... Me neither. Yeah, not at all. Some about some about pornography. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I mean, it's been ten minutes, so... Um, so the king decides it's obviously time to ask, ask this uh, stranger for marriage, so he 
does this in the the way you typically do, which is to commission a magnificent coach and give his ambassador more than a hundred horses and lackeys to go fetch him a hot princess. No, skip ahead. I like what we did before about yeah, the shotgun did. blast. Yeah, shotgun <laughs> blasting horses in every direction. I'm gonna keep all that. Go to the pins. <laughs> all right. If Gordy um, said anything funny, too bad. <laughs> it's it's gone. Sorry, Gordy. It's all right. 